So I'm here. Haven't done this in a second. It's time to get reflective and push it in perspective. Since my last log, I've gone off the deep end. About twice a week and every other weekend. I tried to run away, escape through the bottle. Till I couldn't even escape from the bottle. I was blinded, sitting in my castle, see? I didn't even notice all my casualties. Now I sit and reflect on my doings. Riled up from all my Nixon Patrick Ewings. I lost count of all these scars years ago. Battle tested, but only had tears to show. At some point, I felt content with remorse. As some force knocked my path off course. And as I drop, don't pull out the chalk. Sometimes rock bottom has the best view of the top. What's up, everybody? Back at it. Garage Guy. Episode 2. And I wanted to do something a little bit different here. My first episode was really the the history of the Dallas Mavericks. And I wanted to do a little bit more of a history lesson for everyone. Because in today's society, everything's about what's happening right now. Too soon do we forget the legends that come before us. So I wanted to remind you all of the man, the myth, the legend, the tall baller from the G, Dirk Nowitzki. The greatest player in Dallas Mavericks history, and there's there's no there's no argument there. This man came into the NBA. 1998 as the ninth overall selection and a lot of people forget he wasn't even drafted by the Dallas Mavericks he was actually drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks and traded to the Dallas Mavericks on draft night for Robert Tractor Trailer let me compare the two Dirk Nowitzki played 21 seasons in the NBA Robert Tractor Trailer played 7 subpar seasons averaging 4.8 points per game and 3.7 rebounds per game and unfortunately is no longer with us he's passed away from a heart attack just couldn't make it in the NBA and unfortunately his name um, is going to be compared to Dirk and carried with Dirk because they were involved in the draft night trade that trade has gone down as one of the most lopsided trades in NBA history uh, for some reasons that I'm going to list later in this podcast but it didn't always look sunny for the man Dirk his career started off rough first season even questioned whether he wanted he wanted to play in the NBA didn't didn't feel like he belonged but he caught on with the with the young point guard that was playing in Dallas who was also going through his struggles but the two linked up to play with one another outside of NBA games Steve Nash and Dirk were inseparable. Steve Nash kind of helped Dirk learn the ropes of being an NBA player, um, helped him grow up a little bit because when Dirk entered the league, he was still a teenager. So Steve Nash kind of showed him how to um, become a better player as well as how to cope with being an NBA player. And the two were gym rats. There's stories that um, they would look around in the middle of the night for, for open gyms to play in. 
and they would go back and forth playing just the two of them, one-on-one, horse, just just those two guys in the gym playing. And, and both those guys had to work their asses off to become perennial all-stars because at the time they they were this young duo that were struggling and t- together they made each other better and those two together um, specifically you know Dirk in this in this case turned an NBA laughing stock in the Dallas Mavericks into a formidable championship contender throughout his career and it, it wasn't easy because Dirk played in an era where he faced some tough, gritty opponents nightly. Two of those guys, Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan, recently been elected to the Hall of Fame going in with Kobe, which might go down as the greatest Hall of Fame class ever. But I'm going to list some names for you, guys that Dirk went up against throughout his career. You know, when he came into his career, he was still going against Karl Malone. And remind you, when, when Dallas won their first playoff series in like a decade, it was against the Utah Jazz and Karl Malone and John Stockton. Duel went up against Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Chris Webber, Amari Stoudemire, Kenyon Martin, Carlos Boozer, Elton Brand, Pau Gasol, Anton Jameson, Chris Bosh, Rashid Wallace, Zach Randolph, Zebo. LaMarcus Aldridge, Kevin Love, Blake Griffin. You can see this guy didn't have... He he played a position in which he couldn't take nights off. It wasn't going to happen. The competition was too stout for him to just assume he was going to put up 25 and 10. It wasn't going to happen. He had to go out there and work his ass off for it. Because if he didn't bring his A game every night, some of these dudes would bust his ass. You couldn't go up soft against Kevin Garnett couldn't do it you couldn't go up soft against Tim Duncan those guys would execute to perfection and kill you you know and as as Dirk's career progressed he started to show physical limitations and y'all know what I'm talking about if you've seen him play he's not the uh the nimblest or most agile of runners beginning of his career you know a lot of people forget he was athletic he was he was jamming on dudes running the court you know, he, he he could do some things that a lot of people forget about. But as his career progressed, um, he started to show some physical limitations and he developed the, the deadliest um, deadliest shot in, in in the game at the time and his patented one-legged fadeaway. His one-legged fadeaway, which is being, being reenacted by players in today's game, such as Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and kind of like in marketing, if you see a good idea, um, it's not necessarily stealing it. Um, you know, if you if you find something out that that somebody else is doing and you know it can work for you too, it's not stealing. It's it's a form of flattery. You know, th- these guys see something that this man has created that they can put in their game too, and it's a sign of respect. This man. Came into the league struggling, went on to to start figuring some things out, and then slowly, as you know, the game became more athletic. His position was more athletic, stretching the floor. You know, he had to adjust. He wasn't too proud 
to look himself in the mirror and be like, okay, if I'm going to be the best I can be, I got to, I got to make a move to, to become even better because some players will stick to their guns. They'll stick to their ways and, and the game will pass them by. Dirk wasn't, he adjusted and became better. So Dirk, 21 years in the NBA, one team, the most seasons with one franchise in NBA history, extremely loyal. And, and the NBA is a business. We all know this as, as basketball fans. The NBA is a business. And, a, and people go into business to make money. More specifically, to make as much money as possible. But the NBA is a, is a business built on the game of, of basketball. A game in which people across the globe play for free. You know, this kid's in playgrounds right now or, you know, in driveways reenacting shots of their favorite NBA players and they're doing it just for the pure satisfaction of of putting a ball through a hoop. Now, over Dirk's 21-year career, he sacrificed over $190 million to stay and play in Dallas. Now, when I see players going out and, and getting as much money as they can, max contracts. I'm not mad. If you can go out there and, and, and make that kind of money, it's it's hard for me to sit here and say, oh, that's selfish. Because if somebody came up to me with a max contract and said, you, you want to sign a play here for a few years? Hell yes. Where do I sign? Where's the pen? I couldn't grab that pen out of that agent's hand fast enough. So for this man to sacrifice that much money to remain with one team shows me, obviously not not only is this man loyal, but money itself, money was the added bonus to Dirk. It, it wasn't the main driving force. The dude loved the game of basketball and he wanted to become the, the best he could possibly be. The best he could possibly be. Now, having said that, man, a pretty good amount of money throughout his career. Don't get me wrong, but to sacrifice that amount of money, um, it it, it kind of shows. In a sense, I think a lot of players in today's game forget some of of why they fell in love with the game. And and Dirk, I don't. He never forgot. He never forgot that. So we need to show our sign of respect to the legends before us that that helped generations now fall in love with the game in the first place. Now, an aspect of, of Dirk, the person that I want to touch on um, that really hit home for me is his work that he did with uh, children's hospitals. Dirk would go around, and you see a lot of athletes would do this, where they'll, they'll take a camera crew into a hospital. You know, it's it's kind of like a good public relations. They'll go and and talk to some patients, and um, you know, just to show love to the community and reach out, which is awesome. It's great. Um, Dirk uh, would do this every year, but he wouldn't notify media or or the team um, to what he was doing. So there would no there would be no camera crews when he would go to visit uh, children's hospitals, um, you know, kiddos battling with cancer and, and everything. And this really hit home with me because I've lost my niece to cancer. 
stage in that. And Dirk would, would go to children's hospitals every year. And, and everybody at the hospital knew him as Uncle Dirk. He would go in. He would talk to every single patient. And he would greet them by name. He made the effort to, to learn everyone's name. Because he treated them as people. And that sounds like, okay, obviously he treated them as people. But, you know, some people will go in because, you know, the team is has obligations. You know, you have to go to a, a PR event, you know, once a season. Okay, cool. Um, Dirk did this on his own time. Um, and, and the story reads that not once did he ever ask what time it was or look at his watch or anything like that. He didn't want to feel rushed. He wanted to take his time and give every single person that he came across um, his full undivided attention. Um, and that really hit home with me um, because he, he's just a good guy and, and it's something I went through and to, to see the joy that, that my niece Tori would show um, through pictures and, and talking to her when somebody would go and visit her um, it, it means a lot. Um, it means a lot to, to them and it means a lot to the, to the families also. So, you know, Dirk, not only is this dude, you know, not, not only is he a 14 time all-star four time first team NBA, five times second team NBA, three times third time, the third team NBA. Not only is he the sixth all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Not only is he a former MVP, not only is he an NBA champion, an NBA Finals MVP, but Dirk was a man of the people. He reached out to the community because he cared. Dirk has been disrespected. Dirk has been unappreciated. Dirk has been overlooked and, and even forgotten. But let me remind you all of the legend Dirk Nowitzki. I hope y'all continue to stick with me on this journey of Garage Guy. I will continue to bring content. I wanted to make a point to really let you all know of the greatness of the man, Dirk Nowitzki, the greatest Dallas Maverick of all time. And never forget the legends that come before us. Thank you all. Stay safe out there. See you down the road.